take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. The podcast. Hi. All right. Uh, I'd like a keg of beer, please. You don't say. Yeah, uh, how much is that? Get any ID, Sonny. You little bastards just won't give up, will you? Listen, no ID, no goddamn beer. Can't you get that through your thick skull? Give me a keg of beer. This is how this is how stupid this is how communication causes problems. I thought you never text me. Then you never you were thinking I blew your text off. So then rather than like suck being the bigger Christmas man and being the bigger man, <laughs> you decided to be to be a little pissy, to be yeah. a little whiny about it at heart. And literally it took 4 days for me to go, "Oh, he did." Oops. So the the moral of the story is I'm actually the worst friend because you were just neglectful. I was spiteful. You know what? That's that sums up the last 30 years plus of our relationship right there. So dude, Teen Wolf is coming out. The new Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf 2023 is coming out. I have no specific plans to see it. But Me neither. it definitely seemed like an appropriate time to cover the OG Teen Wolf, 1985 Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf, so we can get buried in SEO. Yet again, talking about old IP when a new reboot comes out <laughs> and no one even finds our, our podcast because it's just buried because everyone's talking about it. Yeah, Now's the yeah that's pretty time. much. Yeah. yeah, the perfect time to get buried, but at least we're relevant But when I was doing research on this, there was very little out there about Teen Wolf. I mean, there's not a lot of YouTube videos, not a lot of people really talk about this movie all that much. So maybe our timing is right. We'll just pop to the top of the list because people watch the new one and they want to get the bad taste out of their mouth. So they want to re-experience the old one and see what old guys like us think about it. Yes. So, Chad... (laughs) <laughs> what do you think about Teen Wolf 1985? What's your overall impression? What's your memory of it from back in the day? And what do you think now? Well, I'm going to go ahead and start with the fact that I think there's a reason why there hasn't been a Teen Wolf reboot since Teen Wolf 2, which was literally right off of this movie. Um, because I, I, I don't have exactly fond memories of it. Like I, I absolutely love, love, love Michael J. Fox, right? I mean, I don't think there's a single person who listens to the show that doesn't know how much I love Michael J. Fox. 
This was at the beginning of his career. Mm -hmm. He literally became famous during production, shooting the movie. (laughs) And all of a sudden they move, they move his sitcom to a new time slot. It gains a dozen plus extra million viewers and then came to work the next day on this movie. And everybody was like, Oh my God, it's Michael J. Fox. They had to reshoot (laughs) scenes like over and over and over again. Right. But I don't think it was particularly well executed. And, and as far as the heart behind it, the, the memory of it, I can't get past how Michael J. Fox playing basketball looks exactly like my best friend Adam Wins playing <laughs> basketball. <laughs> and, the, and the best part about it is Michael J. Fox was playing high school. I'm talking about Adam Wentz in junior high playing basketball and the similarities (laughs) were like completely the same from the look on his face, from the free throws. Mm -hmm. I saw all I see is Mm -hmm. Adam Mm -hmm. up there bouncing the ball. Some, you know, like, and getting ready to shoot, just sweating. (laughs) Like everything about Michael J. Fox playing basketball. I can't, not see your face so it is impossible for me to enjoy this movie fully <laughs> that should be a reason to enjoy it more dude like that's, 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 that's that, funny you have a lot to talk about this movie what do you remember of it okay so i thought i always my memory of this movie was it was like a, a really bad cheesy 80s movie and it's not great It is very cheesy and it is very 80s. We will talk about how 80s it is. Yes. But as I was watching the basketball scenes, especially the stuff at the end when he's not Teen Wolf, when he's not in the wolf form and he is Michael J. Fox, it unlocked something within me. It unlocked specific memories of playing junior high basketball. So it did the same for you. 100%. And it also unlocked this extra layer of, I used to love this movie. I completely forgot how much this movie meant to me at a certain point in my life. And that was probably around junior high. And this was, you know, my family had like, we had, we had HBO and Cinemax and Showtime, like all the time, unrestricted, no parental controls. This was one of the movies that was on a lot. And I remember watching it and liking it and being very into it and identifying with it greatly. And and that was all unlocked within my memories of re-watching this show, uh, re-watching this movie, and, and, and it blew me away. And I was struck by, Chad's going to say that I look exactly like Michael J. Fox playing basketball. Because 100%, 100% from the hair, from the body language, to the way he plays... To the to the no to the to the size of his arms to the to the the way he runs the way he dribbles the yes. way I mean yes. I mean and and he he was famously so bad at basketball that there was so much that was done with a body double especially all the stuff when he was actually in the werewolf outfit almost a hundred percent of that is not is not Michael J Fox. It, it opened, it reopened these old memories of like, oh yeah, I used to love this movie. I completely forgot how much I identified with this. Now looking at it, 
I have to, so there's tons of nostalgia. I don't think it's a great movie, but it has value. I'm not upset that I watched it. I would recommend it for anybody that has any interest at all. It is it is worth your time. But sure. my my takeaway from this as an adult now, I like the movie. I love I love Michael J. Fox in it. 100%. I I hate when he's the wolf. That's my takeaway of this movie. I hate oh, yeah. the wolf. I hate the way it looks. It is so weird and freaky to me to see Michael J. Fox's young voice come out of that character design. It was, it was too weird. I couldn't Dude, take he, it. I hated it. Too, I hate yeah. when he's a wolf. And I hate when he's morphing into a wolf the first time in the mirror and the, and, and the makeup they did to make him look just really... I, I can't stand it. I, I could not stand any of the scenes with him as a wolf. It... it I love Teen Wolf. Hate the wolf. No, I mean that's just it. I mean, I think, I think you summed it up. I re- there's things that I remember from it, like uh, watching it as an adult now. Like it, it seems far racier at times yeah. than I remember as a kid. Like I'm sitting here watching this high school party, and I'm like, this is so much racier than I than I thought. Shoving Jello down a girl's shirt, you get to hold the Jello mm-hmm. as like the big dude grabs her and like runs off with his face in her chest and like yeah going into the closet and then I mean and getting into the 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 car surfing of it, which caused lots of deaths, mm. you know, over time. Like like who do, who did this? Were the was the eighties that? crazy and reckless like by the time the 90s were there we had like spin the bottle you know where you just did a light little kiss and that was it i mean like that that was our parties this was so racy to me for a high school teen comedy it was the 80s it was this it was the style at the time it was it it was this is this is building off Meatballs from 1979 which is a movie we didn't like but had so so much racy stuff in it and this was just prime ner- revenge of the nerds porky true all that 80s sex comedy it is very weird though knowing that they're supposed to be teenagers and it oh, is 100% very the scene that stands out in my mind is the side boob scene when they're in the dressing room. And, oh, yeah. And that I, I have no memory of that. Like, when do you turn into a wolf? And the implication is he did turn into a wolf while they were getting it on. and Because outside, yes. the principal's getting into his car, <laughs> and you hear, oh, <laughs> from inside the school, mind you. From yes. inside the school. <laughs> that was the scene that I was like, whoa, I forgot about this. Whoa. Yeah, he turned into a werewolf while he was in the act. And she wanted it. She was asking, she, like, how do you get the wolf to come out when I get excited? Well, here's excited. what's even crazier. Like, not only are we talking about all that, but the actress who played Rhonda, you know, Linda Weismeyer, had just been Playboy of the Month in 1982. So literally... <laughs> mm. Everybody that was going to the movie knew her as like the young girl from Playboy mm. who's now in this, you know, teen comedy and all that playing the very, very narcissistic, self-indulgent, you know, cheerleader who, or whatever who's going 
from best athlete to best athlete or coolest guy to coolest guy, you know? And, and (laughs) yeah, so like you put even that into it. So not only were the parties crazy, not over, not over, only was this hypersexualized. They then cast a girl from Playboy to be in the movie. They shot this during a six week hiatus for family ties when one of the other actresses had a health thing. So they had a six week hiatus. They shot it over three weeks. 21 days is all they had. So that's why there's so much shoddy filmmaking in this. There's a lot of shots that don't match. A lot of stuff with bad takes. You'd know if they had more time, they would have spent more time on it. A lot more sense. But what they did was during the making of Teen Wolf, he got the script for Back to the Future and he's like, I need to do stuff like this. And then Zemeckis and everybody contacted him, recontacted him because they're like, Back to the Future, Eric Stoltz isn't working out. Will you be on this? He accepted that job, shot that later. In between, Family Ties blew up. And here's what's so genius about the distributor for Teen Wolf. They sat on it. They had this thing in the can and they released it after Back to the Future. They released it like a full year after it was done to specifically capitalize on the fame that he developed because they're like, oh, he's going to be in Back to the Future now. That thing is going to blow the hell up. Oh, Family Ties is taking off? Let's just just sit on this thing. And it ended up making 80-something million because they actually released it. It was in the theaters at the same time Back to the Future was still running and they... And on the poster, they said, Michael J. Fox, back from the future, oh is Teen Wolf. <laughs> so wow. They, that was genius on their part because they took a movie that would have been forgotten in, in no, time. We would not be talking about this movie had Michael J. Fox not blown up. And quite frankly, if the movie would have come out before Back to the Future, you're right. It'd be even more so we wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, that's... That's just smart producing. I mean, that's just smart producing. You got somebody who's in the middle of blowing up. You're like, yeah, we're going to wait a year. Yep. You know, they they made they made six hundred percent more money by just waiting a year. You know, so he's embarrassed right down now. He's embarrassed. Like he's he he doesn't think of it finally because it's like, yeah, had he known he was going to blow up, there's no way he would have done Teen Wolf. He wasn't shot right. He wasn't lit right the effects were bad oh man you know and then and then quite frankly even even the stuff going on not with his character but with within the movie like all the racy stuff we're talking about kind of goes against his brand anyway you know so it's i mean a little bit until he gets into the adult stuff like doc Mm -hmm. hollywood but that's when he's in control it's not it's not what's happening around him. I don't know. They kind of took Marty McFly. They basically took Marty McFly and dropped him in this world. Now, this movie came first, so it's not like they ripped off Marty McFly. But, I mean, it is basically Marty McFly. It's that aw shucks charm that that he's so famous for. And was so famous for it this time in particular. And you got to remember, his sure. Lorraine was doing the same thing, you know, hitting on him and, and, and putting him in uncomfortable spots. So... It was it was just a step further. I'm talking about I'm talking about shoving jello down a woman's dress uh, surprisingly as you're, a man You're talking about having because... sex with a woman in bestial form. That's what we're talking yeah, about. He, that's, he, he yeah, okay, that's what I'm really an animal yes, as he's having that's what sex. I'm really getting at. <laughs> so <laughs> so that is that is slightly off brand. <laughs> 
That's what I mean. It's completely off brand. I actually like that the script injected Michael J. Fox's dad. Mm -hmm. Not only was he a werewolf, and he's, you know, it is like, you know, open the door, son. I think you're going to want to see this. And then opens the door, and he's like in full, like. And that's the worst makeup of all time, right? Isn't oh, no, that that's the, the worst makeup. That's that is, the worst makeup. All say what it. you will about Michael J. Fox's design, and I hate it, and I hate the movie for when he's in the wolf form. It looks yeah. okay. Like, it makes sense. It. I don't like it, but, like, it's yeah. not hard on the eyes. It It looks like it. But a the werewolf. father looked like he's a whole different nationality of werewolf. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, like a monkey. Like a baboon yeah. with a fluffy face, dude. Yeah. He's, it, that was terrible. Just, terrible makeup. No, that but was yes, terrible. He was what good. I'm getting to. Yes. What I'm getting to, though, is actually I love that the principal, mm. that the dad attacking the principal when he was younger. Yeah. And there being this long history. You think that the principal is just on to Michael J. Fox being a weird teenager doing drugs or or in the movie, you know, using a marker to paint, you know, draw bad stuff on mirrors. Yes. And 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 in the end you find out that there's like a deep seated hatred for this student. Yeah. You know, he's against him because of what his father did. And when when the principal is like, you're gonna be out of here and you know is trying to kick him out of the school. And the dad comes and basically is like, you know, tells his son to get out of there and physically gets in the, the principal's face. And he's like, I told you a long time ago to leave him alone, you know, and they get into that little battle. And then the dad like growls at him to put him in his place. You know, mm-hmm. it freaks him out. I don't know why I love that part. Michael J. Fox, maybe it's because he plays such a, you know, kind of wimpy loser you know, outcast in the movie and the dad ends up being like the dad who keeps it really humble the whole movie, Mm. but isn't afraid for his wolf-like instincts to kick in and he gets in that principal's face and he's like, I told you to leave him alone. I don't know. There was something about that that kind of made me a little, it made made Chad feel something. That's good. You know, like that's good. The dad saved Saved his son, you know. It's another similarity to Marty McFly. Like, the principal not liking... Your dad was a slacker, too. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just another one of those things. And I think... But I this like, had redemption. But it this had, movie redemption. had redemption. And, and there's way the more dad. to it. Way more to yeah. it than just your dad's a screw-up. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's a way deeper backstory there. And it also ties in to another scene that I liked... That was very 80s. One of the ways that this is such an 80s movie because everything's yeah. like family and you got to have a message. And it's very much like Family Ties or Full House or all the family, you know, Cosby Show, all the family stuff that came out of the 80s where they have yep. to have the heart to heart. This is peak 80s, everyone. If anybody oh, wants yeah. to know what mid 80s looks like, pop in Teen Wolf because this is the probably the most 80s things we've covered. And that's that's covering a lot of ground. But when you look at Ghostbusters, you look at Back to the Future, those things don't seem nearly as dated. And I'd say dated in a good way. I mean, it's it's just, it's a time capsule. It's so fun to hear that music. And then they all start doing the wolf dance. The whole school starts doing the choreographed wolf dance. And I was just like, th- that oh, moment, oh, I was just oh. like, this is why we're doing this. This makes it all worthwhile. This makes a lot of the crap I had to sit through worth it to get to this point. And I just love how 80s it is. Yeah. I mean, it's 
it's one of those movies that I I would not have watched again had had we not planned to do this. I I it's one of those I love Michael J. Fox. I remembered I remember Seven Minutes in Heaven. I remember it being a little awkward, and I remember the werewolf stuff. But I remember not particularly being fond of it. It wasn't my like must see TV moment. It was not the thing I had to see for a film. Um, but I'm glad we did it because it reminded me of what you just said, how absolutely horribly, perfectly eighties this movie is as we wrap it up. Oh, we're moving this into season four as well. Huh? (laughs) I speaking of unlocking memories and, and, and man, I'll tell you that final basketball scene, just, it goes on a long time. Way <laughs> too long. And it's about eight and a half minutes. Um, there's a YouTube video of somebody like kept, keeps his stats along the way. And he actually doesn't score that many points. He's more assist steals and, you know, uh, but he yeah. scores a fair amount of points. But it's funny to see a stat line along the way. It unlocked an unpleasant memory, Chad. And, and, I have to pick a bone with you, not just you, but your entire family. <laughs> the bone I have to pick with just one member of your family is your is your father, oh, aka Phil Jackson. Ah. Because watching this basketball game and seeing how much he looked like me, moved like me, and every aspect of Michael J. Fox in this movie reminded me of me playing junior high basketball. It reminded oh, yeah. it reminded me of the time. When your dad did not play me during the championship game and we were up by like 30. And I'm like, yeah, certainly like by the time we get to 25, he's going to at least put me in for a couple minutes. Like how bad could I screw up? I remember like moving to the end of the bench. I'm like, now's my chance. And, and I didn't get in. I didn't get into the championship game. I mean, to set this up for everybody listening to this. So like my dad, according to Adam, looks like Phil Jackson or looked like Phil Jackson back in the day. You know, when he had his beard and all that kind of stuff. He was the coach of our team. Adam was what was called a bench warmer. He sat on the bench. I was what they called a starter. I was the starting five. <laughs> and so, yes. Because you were the coach's was, kid. You no, had no, no, nepotism going for you. No, because I knew how to put the ball in the in the hoop. I knew how to actually score. You couldn't bounce. You, know? you could you could dribble once and then shoot. Well, yeah, I was I was the second biggest guy in school at the time. <laughs> It's I was way easier to be forward. a power forward than it is to I be was a point a guard. I was a one-up jump. You had to dribble <laughs> all the way down the court looking like Michael J. Fox, <laughs> you know, and you didn't have the, the brilliance of camera angles to cut away and cut back to make it look like you went around the back or like <laughs> dished really great passes. You know what Ew. I mean? Um, uh, my only response, because I'm not going to ever speak for my father, is what would you do to me the night before? Because clearly it had nothing to do with basketball. Maybe we got into a fight. Maybe, uh, <laughs> See, maybe, <that's- laughs> maybe that was when you almost blew yourself up by pouring gasoline on an open fire on our driveway. Like, um, you know, I mean, there's any number of things. <sighs> so you're saying it wasn't a basketball we were in trouble decision. A lot. It wasn't. Bas- it wasn't for basketball reasons. At 30 points in, <laughs> in seventh grade. Yeah, you deserved at least, you know, 10 seconds on the court. You would deserve to, like, pass in. Those are my memories of, of, of Team Wolf <laughs> not getting to play in the championship game because of your dad. And also realizing I like Teen Wolf, but I hate the actual Teen Wolf. Like, take, take the wolf part of this out of it. 
and and it's just a, like a, a nerdy teenager becoming popular and coming to terms with things. I think I might like. I think I might like it a little bit more if it was more like Teen Wolf Two, where it was just like an oh by the way thing about the wolf. Yeah, part. I mean, like because Michael J. Fox <laughs> ends up winning the game not as the wolf, and it wasn't because he was suddenly dope. It was because he took what he learned. Oh, as the wolf. And just applied it. It's not like he had the super strength. He wasn't dunking. He wasn't doing all that stuff. He was just, he just learned what it was, to be, how, to, how to navigate, to, yeah. to be himself. And like, so that, that was a great message of the movie. They won the game, not as the wolf. <laughs> so literally, you're right. You take the wolf out. You got a great coming of age story. An yeah, empowerment you do. Story. You really do. Then you've got, you know. Uh, uh, John, you you got it. a John Hughes movie. If you if you take out the wolf, oh my god, that's why I somehow liked the movie. You just nailed it. I didn't even catch on the first time you said it. That's what I don't like about the movie is the wolf part. If you literally had a coming of age thing where he learned how to believe in himself and then learned how to work within the confines of the team and pass the ball appropriately and do all these things and be a leader, and now all of a sudden he wins the game. And gets the chick that he blows off for the one that's way better, the good wholesome brunette, mm-hmm. boof. Like that's a way better movie. I agree. <laughs> what would you call? What would you call it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you would call that. There's no hook. <laughs> how about how about the uh, technical the free throw the the technical free throws at the end where he's how- just the bad guys the the the, the, the other players just standing there staring. <laughs> No ref would ever allow that. Standing right under the basketball, staring him down. He's been kicked out of the game by that point. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be anywhere near the line. He should. He should be on the no. bench or in the locker room. You know, what it I mean? was a technical. He should have been away. <laughs> He's just he sitting there staring him down. I'm like I get it. For Sweat dripping in his eye as he just <laughs> scowls at him. You know, and it's like I'm sitting here like at that was the moment when I'm like. Oh my gosh. I don't think any of the filmmakers actually knew a thing about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and your whole movie is centered around it. The big climax is centered around it. They don't know what basketball well, is. They knew nothing. Don't have him foul out. Don't have him foul out just to be a regular free throw and have him sitting there on the line, maybe right next to him, you know, on the key. Well, and he's staring yeah. like a foot away from him, just staring at him. Would be way more effective and realistic. <laughs> He fouls the, 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 the guy fouls him, the, the bully, you know, and he's like, what are you laughing at, dork, or whatever? One and more he's foul like, and you're out. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's four, one more and you're out, and then runs off, which who says that? I mean, but, you know, like, but then he didn't foul out. He got like a technical and then stood at the end. It's not like he had to leave, and it was the end of the game. Like, he never fouled out. He should have fouled out a while ago, like a minute earlier in that awful eight minute length piece oh, you could have had him out for the last minute of that and had them earn their way back but then have it come down to like just a legit shooting foul yes exactly <laughs> we fixed the movie we fix we're good at this chad we should we, we can't you know maybe just script doctor stuff for people because suddenly we have made teen wolf into like a timeless john hughesian yeah 80s classic, classic. <laughs> by removing Teen Wolf from Teen Wolf. By removing the whole premise of the of the A story. 